and uh, we are live. We have another edition of um, the Brocast and Kingdom Lifts working together. So it's a six pack lap it out on this side. We got Brendan Allen and Andy on his side. How you do? How you boys doing, fellas? We're doing good. I'm yeah. doing good. Yeah. I'm doing well. I'm doing better. How you guys feeling uh, this morning? You guys get up to trouble last night or what? No, 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 no. I'm I'm recovering from the surgery, so I just sit at home and smoke weed all day. <laughs> I, I actually feel like shit because I squatted at 881 and I just feel like a car hit me, but... Yeah, I've seen that. That man, that's oh. pretty close to the meat. So it came up quick though, and uh, was it just like a little faster than you thought it was going to be at the lockout, and you had to take a step back, or? Uh, yeah, I just uh, you know like walking out with wraps and that weight is just it's so different. Um, uh, so then when I when I squatted up, I just I just. I, it actually just surprised me how fast it came up, and I just overextended, like stood up too tall, and then just lost balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. It, kind of, it can happen with the deads, too. And um, But you're feeling beyond that, you're okay in terms of the body holding up ready for the U.S. Open? Um, Actually, I, I, did, I don't know if you saw it. I kind of I tore my uh, forearm on my last deadlift. That was about a week and a half ago. So that it's like it was black and blue, and it was pretty tight. It's it's getting better every day, but I won't know like how healed it will be until literally when I deadlift on meat day. Uh, Eight hundred variety, you'll know. Yeah, <laughs> you find out quick. <laughs> yeah. No shit. See this? I don't know what's going on with this U.S. Open. Obviously, we're gonna get into. Uh, yeah, man, this is crazy. Like, you could be ranked God knows what, and all of a sudden, hey, shit, I like my chances. <laughs> you know? And know. historically speaking, day of U.S. Open, we've seen bomb outs, people missing weight. Like, that's not even to, to even bring up how many people have had to pull out from this one. Day of, God knows, man, some of the biggest names, there's a lot of shuffling even then. But um, man, I don't need, I don't even know how to call it at this point. So, Brennan, what happened for anyone that's listening? Um, I think most people following seen you had, you had a major injury on your leg, but just how bad was it? And what happened there? Just to catch people up. I uh, tore the uh, quadricep uh, tendon right off the bone. Um, two, just the two lateral heads, and uh, which then caused my kneecap to shift over, and it was with uh, 925 pounds and. Mm. I was lucky enough to be able to stand up on that with one leg and uh, get it into the rack. Otherwise, it could have been much worse, you know. So, um, yeah, that's what I, you know, I had to have surgery. And they had to pull the quad heads down back to my knee because my quad rolled up into my thigh. Jesus. And then, uh, yeah, so they had to pull it back down. And then uh, I got three bone anchors in my knee, like little metal anchors that hold the tendon into the bone. And uh, it's pretty weird. You can feel it. Now that the swelling's gone down. You feel the anchors, eh? Yeah, you feel the areas. It's kind of odd. And, and, and the kneecap itself shifted? Yeah, because when the, that's the patella tendon helps hold it in place. And then when all that snapped, the kneecap shifted over about an inch and a half. And oh. they had to do another uh, anchor to pull it back over. And when this happened, like, did you, was it pain? Five weeks ago. When, when it did happen, though, was there, like, pain or was it just... Something fucked up just happened. There's a lot of bad things happen there. Like, what, yeah. what were you think? Because you actually squat pistol squatted this up. This is crazy. 
I mean, I, I knew it was bad right when right when I hit the hole and I exploded up. It, that's when it popped. So it was Literally in the hole. Exploded up, by the way. But yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming out of the holes when it when it popped, and I knew all the way up because of how hard it was to stand up with it. Like you know, realistically speaking, nine twenty five is a very very fast squat for me. So um, when it kind of grinded and all my weight was to the left, I knew something was really wrong. You know, and we didn't know how bad it was. And it didn't hurt at first until they released the knee wrap. And then oh. that's, when, that's when it fucking hurt. And then, like, yeah. I, I sat back and, you know, um, you know, the guys kind of dragged me over to this tall box that we have in the gym where I kind of lean against. And I was able to, like, look at my knee. And I could see that my kneecap was over and there was, like, oh. meat missing. Like, um, in fact, if you watch the Iron Rebel video on YouTube, um, it's pretty gnarly on that video. You can... They zoom in on it. You can see where the kneecap is actually shifted over. It's pretty fucking nasty. And what were yeah. you thinking when you seen that? Like, I, I don't even know what the fuck I would tell myself. I, I didn't know what to think. Like, I was like, fuck, dude, surgery's expensive. Like, is this is this something, like, am I going to be all right? Like, I'll, I'll probably, I probably won't have to have surgery. I'll be ready in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you start thinking, and then you're like, oh, fuck, all right. Well, maybe Kern's out of the picture, but... Maybe I can still do tribute meet, you know, I don't know, because tribute's in like 14 weeks after Kern, right? Maybe, the, you know, these are all possibilities. And then once, you know, I got home and the next day when I woke up and realized how bad it was, I was like, oh, shit. Um, you know, because it was on a Friday, so I wasn't going to go to the emergency room. There's no point. And then uh, we had to wait till Monday till I can see my specialist. Who, um, So all weekend long, I had to just sit there with my knee fucking dead. dead like, was not your- really. Was your kneecap on the side basically that whole weekend? Were you just in your in your quad is in your fucking right pocket the whole oh, yeah. weekend? My, my quad my quad was rolled up into my fucking hip. Jesus, yeah, like that was man. That, was, that was the weirdest thing because like you would rub your hand on it and feel a huge ball of muscle what and then the nothing. Fuck, man! I can't yeah. even imagine this. Well, and then it gets worse. So I have to wait till <laughs> Monday to see the doctor. So I go and see my doctor on Monday. I'm like, uh. And he has me do a few, like, motion tests, like, and, like, because I'm able to bear weight, but I can't bend it at all. Like, there's zero bend. And, um, you know, I was like, how, I was like, it's not that bad, right? You know, and he's <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he tries to have me lift my leg and do a few things that were just, it's just impossible to do because it was detached. And he's like, oh, dude, he's like, you tore your quad. And I was like, no. Like, I thought it was, like, an MCL, you know, uh, LCL, meniscus, something in the knee, like a ligament that, you know, maybe we could just suck it up and work through it. But, um. He was like, no, dude. He's like, and he's like, here, you see this? And he like kind of like rubs my hand on my quad. He's like, that's your quad balled up. And you're like, I'm like, okay, I, I thought that's what that was. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, man. That is so, disgusting. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we got to operate. He's like, there's, he's like, this will never heal. He's like, you, you need to get it. Because I'm a huge proponent in no surgery. It's like, I've torn my shoulder several times where they've always been partial tears to where I haven't, I haven't needed actual surgery to repair it. So I, you know, let him cut you open at the last, you know, the very worst case scenario. And um, obviously he's like, oh, no, he's like, you'll never walk normally again if you don't cut this open. I'm like, all right. So scheduled surgery and then typical meathead fashion. Uh, I have the uh, surgery on, uh, let's say it's that Thursday. And I go in. I'm sorry. It was that Wednesday, maybe. So I have to wait a few more days. And then, uh, mind you, no pain medication. This is just sucking it up. I was going to ask you, what did you do all weekend for pain? This, you're- I drank, drank heavily. <laughs> and I and I was yeah. in prep. I was in prep. And myself. I was there, too. And Andy was there. Yeah. Like, I haven't fucking, I haven't drank all prep. You know what I mean? Because I don't drink during prep. And uh, 
Yo, that first night, fucking Jack Daniels, let's go. Dude, I, I can imagine. This is so old school that your pain medication was, all right, son, get a bottle of Jack and get to it and stay drunk until Monday. Yeah. Either that or fucking Oxycons or something crazy, you know what I mean? I wasn't trying to go that route. So, uh, yeah, so then I go into the surgery on Wednesday morning, and, you know, they tell you not to eat or any of that before surgery. I don't, you know, I... I assumed it was because of like uh, shitting yourself or some reasons like that, and I have food in your stomach. I didn't know what it was. So yeah, like, we're you know, good. We're good. I so at like four in the morning, I wake up and I'm like, I gotta eat something. And I took a bite of a muffin on my way out the house because because I get acid reflux and whatnot. And then you know when they asked me if I had anything, I, I told them yeah, I took a bite of a muffin. And then they uh, refused to do the surgery. Son of so a bitch. yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck, like. Really, because of a bite, they're like, well, and they explained it to me. It's because when you're under an anesthesia, you can suffocate um, on your own vomit if you have anything in your stomach. So, in fact, you it, you can you'll die more likely you'll die if not you'll cause really bad damage in your airways and things like that. So I, I get it, and um, it sucked because the worst part was is that you know my insurance didn't cover the specialist, and I really wanted him to do the surgery. You know, I didn't want just you know anyone to do it. So. I uh, I paid for the surgery out of pocket. So Whoa. after I, yeah. So after I, you have to pay up front. There's no fucking, you know, there's no uh, pay as you go type of deal. <laughs> so I paid I paid for the surgery, and then they tell me I can't do the surgery, and I was like, wait a second, do I get my fucking money back? Like, <laughs> is this <laughs> is this transfer? That's what I was so worried about, right? And then they're like, okay, well, we got you in for Friday, which was would have been two days, and I'm like, well, I got to come up with fifty eight hundred dollars by Friday or what? Like, what's and then they're like, no, 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 it, it, it transfers over, which was obviously a huge relief. Um, so, uh, yeah, then I had the surgery. Um, I guess uh, I said some funny things, you know, as you would expect me to say under yeah. anesthesia. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, I would have yeah. loved to have that for the podcast. Oh. Yeah, flirt, flirting with the nurse in front of my wife. And... What, what was his name? <laughs> I, <laughs> Jorge. Jorge. Oh, sorry, Jorge. I'm sorry. <laughs> he had soft hands. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like you know, just typical Brandon Allen fashion, being a fucking idiot, just talking shit in the in, in there, and it was a lot of a lot of fun from what I remember. And um, you know, the surgery went well, everything went great, and then you know, mind you, when they do the surgery, you're on a, a nerve blocker. They inject your, which was actually pretty fucking gnarly. They inject you in the growing with a nerve blocker and that's a big you know inch and a half 20 gauge needle for us juice heads we know what that is i had to have two of those injected right into my growing by Whoa. my fucking little Jeez. right by my little pecker <laughs> you're like be careful i need to feel my the, pecker the needle was as big as my dick i was like what the <laughs> fuck is going on <laughs> i need to feel they're like we got good news and bad news the good news is we hit your pecker. You're like, that's the good news with the bad news. It's a fucking nerve blocker and you're never going to feel like, that pecker again. Jorge, <laughs> like, get out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> Jorge, pay attention. Jorge. Okay, Jorge kept flicking my little bean. No, um, yeah, so the, the, the injections were actually pretty brutal, but obviously, you know, then once the nerve agent kicked in, it was pretty sweet. And then, uh, so the first day getting home wasn't bad because I didn't feel anything. I was like, no, oh, this is cool. And then um, there was a problem with my prescription to the doctor. Uh, they, uh, they, some, there was, it, it got lost from the doctor's office to the surgery place to where when they when I left the surgery place, they left me with no prescription. Mind you, this is a Friday. So we called the doctor's office. I'm like, hey, I don't have any fucking pain pills or anything. Um, you know, they, never, they said they never made it to him. He was already gone. 
So I had to, so now we're already almost home, which mind you, this is the other side of town about an hour drive. So we got to turn around and I'm extremely uncomfortable because I don't fit in the fucking car. My legs straight, right? So we turn all the way back and then we just go to the the office and they write us a prescription for fucking five milligram hydrocodone, which is, I mean, I'm a 350 pound fucking juice head. Like five, you know, five milligram hydrocodone is not going to be shit. Really? Okay. I I don't know. Right. All right, so they give me that, which, which I, I mean, I don't know much about either. I've learned about it because I've experienced it. Yeah. So they give, they give me that, and then we, then uh, my wife goes to fill it. Then they would only let her fill half because they couldn't get a hold of the doctor to talk to him because, mind you, it was a fucking Friday. And then so all weekend I fucking suffered, dude. Like, it was the, the worst weekend of my life by far, the most pain I've ever been in, just not able to get up, not, you know, just couldn't move and, you know, pissing on your fucking self, pissing in a bottle and. It, it was just, uh, it was fucked up. Was it I, worse? Didn't, I didn't eat. Was it worse than the, the weekend that it first happened? Like the surgery afterwards? Even way worse. Way really? Worse. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, dude. Not, yeah, way worse. When when the tear was there, when I was still able to get around on my own, you know what I mean? I had crutches. Like my buddy Derek Whita, uh gave me his crutches. So I had crutches to use, but I didn't have, um, you know, it wasn't all swollen and cut into, like, you know, and repaired. So it wasn't bad. And then right after the surgery, it was really fucked up, man. It was by far the most pain and discomfort I've ever been in. And then Monday, when I get to the doctor's office and I, you know, I bring it up, I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm in, I'm in a lot of fucking pain, yeah. you know." And he's like, "Well, what are you taking?" I was like, "The you know five milligram milligram hydro." He's like, "He's like, oh, he's like that can't be right." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know it can't be right." No shit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. They just have like a generic like you know format that they prescribe people, and you know that was I just fell in that generic format, but. Obviously, someone of my size, it's much different. So, mm-hmm. he prescribed me oxycodone, 10 milligram oxycodones, and that literally made the recovery a million times better, you know, because I was able to, you know, I was able to now relax instead of just be pulsating pain. And then that's kind of when the clarity set in of what happened. And I, I kind of realized, like, this is a lot more serious than I thought. And, um, you know, just, without getting too deep into it, you know, if anyone's interested, like I put a video out with Performance Labs. It's on their YouTube. Um, it, it, you know, uh, just kind of talking about what I was dealing with and what I am dealing with. And you know, if if you've never had an injury and you know your goal is to be a powerlifter, I, I suggest it's something you watch because it's gonna uh, kind of open your eyes up a little bit to what we deal with at the mm-hmm. high, higher levels. Where any day, any movement, anything could be the last. You know, and. And that's not being, that's not exaggerating. That's legitimate. Like, you know, that may have well been my last heavy squat that I could ever do. We don't know how my knee's going to repair. Like, so it's, um, it's pretty fucking scary, dude. And, uh, yeah. it might be eye opening to a lot of people. What is the prognosis? Did the doctors say on the other end of things, you'll be back to powerlifting? He said within a year, I'll be able to squat again. He said, so with, he's like one year from today, he's like, you'll be able to squat again. And, uh, to the you know, level you did, though? Tough pill to, what's that? To the level you did, though? Or, like, what was he saying with that? Yeah, see, I, yeah, that's the who knows. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of vague. You'll be able to squat again. So, what? Like, I know little fucking twinks that squat. Like, does, exactly. does that mean I'm going to do Jorge. a twink squat? Yeah, exactly. Right. Did, no, to I'm run gonna, back you know, to Jorge so. earlier, the male nurse, yeah. <laughs> Jorge, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know, dude. It was just kind of, it's just kind of been a reality check, and I'm kind of processing it every day, and, you know, it's every day, you know, as I feel better, I, you know, maybe the emotions change a little bit, but it's kind of uh, definitely making me want to take a step back from being, you know, su- such a high level competitor and maybe focus on other things in life for a little bit and really let this knee heal and then 
you know, decide if it's time to come back. Like, if, if I were, like, let's say this happened to me three years ago. Like, there'd be no doubt in my mind the number one priority would be to get back on the platform, right? Like, to get under 1,000 pounds again. So, um, I don't necessarily know that I that's the case today. The case today is to be able to function normally, have full range of motion in my leg. Because, mind you, I've, I haven't, I've been injured for a while with this injury. It just, it was partially torn before I went to Australia and squatted 1,008, you know, um, it just, uh, it wasn't torn enough to where it stopped me from training and then it just finally gave. It, it, it sounds like this is going to happen then. Once it started tearing, is only a matter of time is what they said, basically? It, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, the patella tent is where the partial tear was. My meniscus in both knees has been torn for probably two years now and I've never let it yield. Uh, the patella tendon was partially torn in the right knee when I was prepping for Big Dogs 3 in Australia. So, uh, mind you, I still went to Australia, but every day was kind of a crapshoot. Like, every day we weren't sure if I was going to get through this workout or not. And um, we were, you know, fortunate enough to get through that prep. And then, uh, you know, in Australia, I remember before my big squats talking to the back squatter, telling him, you know, uh, hey, uh, if, I, if something doesn't look right, grab me early. Like, I, I'd rather you grab me early than me have my knee fucking blow out out here in Australia where it's, you know what I mean? The it, surgery, who knows as much it's going to cost me. Yeah. Shit like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, of course, I got you. He's like, I'd rather grab you early than, than have you get injured. So I squatted 1,008 in Australia pretty well. And then uh, when I got home, I knew the knee was fucked up. Really? You know what I mean? And uh, the smart thing would have been to cancel any meat plans, you know, like turn and uh, let it properly rehab and heal where do I where I wouldn't need the surgery. and Because it, it wasn't detached, so it could heal on its own. But, you know, that wasn't, obviously, that's not what I did. Um, I started training. As soon as my knee started feeling okay, I started hitting the weights hard again. And then uh, this prep has felt good up until the last few weeks. And, in fact, the squat before it tore, uh, it, I believe I tore it uh, partially the squat before that it really tore because it popped with uh, 870 pounds. It Like, uh, like my knee popped. Like, like, you would think, like, when you crack your knuckles, just kind of yeah. like air releasing. You know, no big deal. Like, it, it hurt, but it wasn't. You know, I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad, but, you know, I'm sitting outside with my wife and kind of doing air squats and can't even get to depth, and it just hurt, you know, and I was like, fuck, you know, what are we going to do? And, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, I have, you know, Iron Rebels out there, Andy's out there, you know, my training partners are there, and all these people come in. Like, my one buddy took off work to come help spot, you know. So it's, it's, it's a big production, you know. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Hey, guys, my knee doesn't feel good. I'm not going to go for my top set, you know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, that's not the case. So, obviously, I went for it, and here we are, you know. It is, like... But, again, if it didn't happen then, it would have happened later, and maybe it would have happened under a bigger weight that I wouldn't have been able to stand up with with one leg, and then I would have been, you know, a Brandon Lilly collapsed under the bar, both knees gone. And yeah. That's the last thing. I I, I couldn't... I don't, I don't even know how that guy dealt with that recovery, because yeah. with one knee, I'm... This is fucking brutal, you know? And, uh, two, I can only imagine... Mm-hmm. It could always be worse. You're 100% right. It could have happened U.S. Open. And when it happens quick enough, we've seen guys totally bail when it's both legs like that. Yeah, it, it's, it happens like that. So who knows? I mean, it's one knee, but you could always bounce back. I mean, it, it, you're a young guy. It's definitely not without the means. So it, yeah, take time off. You can focus on other things like the broadcast and, and other, and other goals that you got on the table. I'm thinking about starting starting a premium channel, swipe up only. You know, <laughs> is that right? This, yeah. that's, that's a nice segue. That's a nice hey, when I when I get a king of the list subscriber, I'll know it's you. <laughs> 
I'll try to say, we have a fucking weird intern. You're like, nah, I think it's good. Yeah, it's not me. He was just checking it out to see if you're talking about power. That's right. Like, no, dude, I was masturbating. You were watching it for four minutes and 33 seconds. That's right. No one checks something out for four minutes. That's a masturbation session on the other side. After the first three minutes, you should have known. That's right. But you... But you stayed for that minute and a half later. If it takes if it takes four and a half minutes, I must have been drinking when I when I found you because it shouldn't take that probably long. probably. That's fair. That's fair enough. But uh, yeah, well, that's a hell of a story, Brent. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but at least you you seem like you're in high spirits, anyways. Yeah, dude, I got tons of good weed. This is you know Nevada, so we got legal legal good fucking concentrates and um, same here. Yeah, same here. I, yeah. Oh, right on. And uh, I don't drink really, you know, so. I've been kind of staying away from that, but, you know, smoking like a chimney and playing fucking Xbox, which I haven't done in, I don't know, since I started powerlifting. So it's been a very long time since I've played Xbox. Your Xbox game's through the roof right now. Oh, yeah. I got, well, I, I got a few games I just, you know, get super stoned and zone out and play. I, I probably could beat anyone on listening to this podcast in Call of Duty, but, you know, that's irrelevant. Kind <laughs> of. There it is. There's a challenge thrown down right now. I bet it out. He's game. Sounds I good. think my I think my Instagram name is Filthy Poppy eighty eight. That'll be that's your gaming name. I believe yeah. it is. Okay. Well, they'll find you, buddy. The, the challenge is out there. So looking at <laughs> looking at this, um, what we have now for the U.S. Open. I mean, yourself gone, and you're you're one of the big heavyweights, and people love seeing the big boys throw some weights around. Um, Kevin Oak, another huge lifter, big name guy, gone. Ben Pollock. Gone. Larry Wheels isn't returning. John Hack's not returning. A lot of big names not in this one. Um, but we do have we do have some battles to come. But were you guys surprised with? And that's just the men's. On the women's side, of course, CC gone. Uh, Stacy Burr retired. I mean, we're and it's like it's one thing that to have some dropouts, you know. But there's it seems like everywhere all the, they're all the dropouts are big name people. You know, these are the people that kind of you tune in and see. Were you guys surprised about that? I didn't hear that Stacey Burr retired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stacey Burr. Wait, so this, this is what happened. So um, she was chasing the all-time Wilkes record. She signed up for the U.S. Open, but she had another meet ahead of time. So I think she's kind of probably probably hedging her bets. Look, I'm going like that. Obviously, it's a big. This is, it's biggest of all time, men or women's, uh, the Wilkes. So if she wasn't going to hit it, the other one. Like, she was signed up anyways for U.S. Open. I don't know if she was thinking, maybe I do it, maybe I have two kicks at the can or not. No, no, she, look, I talked to Stacey. She oh, yeah. wanted to go against head-to-head against Eva Dunbar at the Arnold. But ah. last, like, she's going to just show up, like, kind of low-key and, and try to beat her head-to-head. But then Eva suddenly backed out, so. Hey, Eva lives out here in Vegas. She's been dealing with some personal shit. Yeah. Well, um, so when Stacey retired off of that biggest Wilkes. So that wasn't predetermined ahead of time that she wasn't telling herself, I'm going to, I'm going to retire if I get the biggest Wilkes. No, she, she told, she, she told me like in January when she was out here for the LA, the LA that if she, if she did well, me hit her goals that she would just retire. Now, I don't know if that's like officially retire forever, or she's just going to like take a big break and focus on, on training and her seminars and stuff. But, uh, I, I pretty much knew she was not going to do the open. Really? So she, but she signed up, and it's not really. It was less than fifty-fifty, more. Or less. Yeah, I mean, we have, we all have to sign up like way early because there's only a few spots, and uh, you know, Tracy's pretty anal about that. So I signed up like the first day, 
like a year ago. So yeah, yeah. Right, right when it releases, I just I hit up one of my sponsors and I tell them, hey, the uh, opens open, and then you know they they let me know I'm in or I'm out. Yeah. Okay, so this is starting to make a little more sense. So she was signed yeah. up regardless, holding her spot, and along yeah. the way, if she hit some of the numbers she wanted to hit, she was going to peace out after that. Yeah, that's what. It's like two hundred. It's like two hundred bucks to sign up. So the way we look at it, it's you know it's, it's worth risking two hundred bucks if you get a chance to go to compete for twenty plus yeah. thousand. You know what I mean? It's two hundred bucks. You, right. You'd buy that lotto ticket any day. You're right. Yeah, you yeah. want to keep the option open. If things go right, I want to. If I'm ready, I'm going to do that meet. You know, yeah. I, every year I've I've been I've prepped for this meet every single year, and I've only done it last year. Mm. It was my first time ever doing it because I've gotten you know seriously fucking hurt each prep, and. Yeah. uh you know, this one is no different. <laughs> is it? Is there something about, I don't know, it feels like, like I know injuries happen, but the U.S. Open always has, like, people missing weight, bomb outs, injuries. Is there something around just because the dollar amount, people are really pushing it? Or is this, you know, I don't want to say it's cursed. Like, you know, some people have, if you're on the EA video game, you're cursed. No. You know what I mean? Like, it can't be that, but, like, I don't think It's cursed. It's cursed. I, I, think, I think it's two, uh, so it's two main things. Number one, yeah, it's the money. So people will maybe train harder than they need to, cut more weight than they need to, um, overlook injuries, blah, blah, blah. And just the, just the timing. Like, if you, if you have this meat picked out and you want to go against the best, you know, any other day, if it's not as big as a meat, you would just pick a different meat or just, you know, back off and get get healthy. But because like I think because of the stakes, people just, you know, want to go for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it definitely has its, uh, like, as is, we still have some battles. Um, and we could talk about those. Obviously, it's a bit of a blow, obviously, for the women's to not have CeCe in there. I mean, last year, she really just... To, to walk demolished. Away, just demolished. Like, to walk away with the win without even having to go out for a last dead is insane to me. I can't even wrap my head around that. Um, but uh, nonetheless, if we take a look at the women's, we still have Steffi Cohen. You guys heard about her? She's pretty Who's she? <laughs> oh, that's Miss Professional? Yeah, she's, she, she, she's hot right now. Um, obviously, Marianne is in there. A lot of hype on Chloe as well. Van Wick. So... There's still some battles to come. If you guys are looking at the women's, without Cece, without without uh, Stacy, and I mean even with them, I think Cece would be a favorite, a pretty big favorite if she's in there. Um, oh yeah, hands down, hands down. I, it'd be hard for me to pick against Cece. No, it one hundred percent would be Cece. If she went, if she even went eight for nine or nine for nine, like I, I, she's unbeatable. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, not only unbeatable in terms of Wilkes, but just her total in, in general. You know which. Me no. being a big guy, I always respect the big girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, she's she's she. Yeah. Hey, whether it's Wilkes, whether it's outright poundage moved, Cece's the queen, and I think that's. I think it would take a, a massively bad day for her. Even on a bad day, though, she doesn't even need all nine attempts. She I want to breed. Show. I want to breed with her. She. <laughs> that's a nice way of wording it. Well, she, she's seen I want to breed with her. Hey now. That's, that's a hell of a DM. Decided. Listen, not for uh, me, not for you. Hey, I'm married and everything, but uh, this is purely <laughs> yes. for science. You're like, not for me, not for you. This is for the future, CC. For the future of the sport. No, no, this is for the this. people. This ain't for us. That's right. That's right. Um, but yet, looking at this, what do you guys think? How do you guys see the top three for the women shaking up? In terms of <coughs> myself, and I've bounced around on this 
But I believe between the winners, between Mariana and Steffi Cohen, and I believe, I think Chloe Van Wick is a nice third place. I don't think she's going to bump Steffi or Mariana. But between who gets the check, I am having a hard time between Steffi and Mariana. What do you guys think? Can you help sway me either way? Uh, I, I think just because Steffi has a bigger deadlift, she can pull for the win. Uh, Mariana would have to just squat something ridiculous, which, I mean, she's capable of. But, you know, I, I think I think Steffi's deadlift just has more potential to uh, have a bigger jump if she needed it. Um, so I would, I, for me, it'd be Steffi, Mariana, and then I, I honestly don't know much about Cleo or Chloe Van Wink. Uh, I don't know about any, anyone else on this uh, roster, to tell you the truth, except Brandon's client is Karina Davis. She's Karina Davis. super. Yeah, she's super. So I think Brandon's maybe uh, biased towards her. <laughs> yeah, I think Karina's got to is going to definitely put up a big, huge, probably the biggest total on the day. But again, uh, in the Wilkes in the Wilkes division, um, it, it'll, I don't think she'll um, be all have enough to pull that off. Um, I think like, I'm a big squatter, so Merriman is like more of my style, where it's kind of all the pressure is in the beginning of the day, and then you just kind of survive the rest of the day with <laughs> yeah. the win. Like you, you win it with the squat, and then hang on to it yeah. throughout the bench and deadlift. Um, you know, as opposed, to, like Andy said, Steffi Cohen, she's got like you know the excitement and the crowd behind her on that third deadlift, it's really hard to fucking say. You know what I mean? It could literally go either way. But if I had to guess, I'd say Steffi Cohen gets second, Merman first. You know what? Shit, man, you guys split and you both make good... <laughs> ah, I was gonna... So here's, here's what it is. Here's what I like what Andy said. It kind of, it makes sense, whereas Steffi's advantage is if she deadlifts last. Now, Mariana... Mar- so Steffi will... They'll be in the same flight, we're assuming... And Steffi's going to deadlift more. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So she, so Steffi, though, will be able to pick and even change her third attempt to, yeah. be, to be just enough better to beat Merriman. Where Merriman needs to go out and just shut her down on the squat yeah. and then kill her kill her morale and make Steffi take unrealistic attempts on bench yeah. and an un, maybe an unrealistic deadlift second or something like that yeah. that requires too much energy and that gasses her out. Like, that's, that's the strategy I've always had to use is – Kill them with the bench, or I mean, with the uh, squat, and then just make fun of them the rest of the day, and then hope that they don't be well with deadlifts. Yeah, make <laughs> make them feel the pressure to catch up. Uh, right? Huh. It is. It is it, the one. I guess the advantage would be Steffi gets the chip. It's all Mariana's day is already done, completely yeah. done. There's no more guesswork. Mariana's got to guess if Mariana misses a squat. She's like, oh shit, that was the foundation of which I was building my victory. She's, yeah, now it's hard to stay in the game. Yeah. And then mentally it's hard to stay in the game. But you never know, Steffi could get hurt on bench or, not, I don't want to even wish that upon someone, but could miss a bench or miss a yeah, deadlift where it's going to yeah. really affect her total to where Miriam, if she stayed mentally into it, hey, now you're right back in there. Again, yeah. it's going to come down to attempts. Yeah. Who, if, if, if whoever goes nine for nine, eight for nine is probably going to win. The odds, the odds increase the more you hit. You're right. right. Um, yeah, fuck. You know what? I think I'm swaying a little more towards Steffi only because she has the advantage she, of... She she just pulled 530 for a triple. With yeah, straps, with straps. That was ridiculous. Yeah, she's is, hard to ignore, that's for sure. She's hard to ignore, my friend. She speaks loudly. That dead speaks loudly. You well, know and what? and she, her squats come up a lot. Like, she, she's going to squat over five. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah. And her bench is solid. It's reliable. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's an amazing battle. You know, I mean, CC gone to an extent. You know what? CC gone makes it more of a level, makes more of a battle, doesn't it? For the women's. It's like Mike, look, it's like having a heavyweight tournament. Mike Tyson was in it. Mike Tyson steps out. Now everybody's like, oh shit, the battle's on now. Right. Battle's on now. So maybe, maybe on that front, um, it's more of a battle. So how about for the men's? If we're looking hold on, at the hold men's, on. Before, oh. before we go, we, before we cover the men's, yeah. like me, me and Brandon have talked about this in our podcast. And like, just, just to like, let everybody know, I'm not shitting or putting down women or whatever. Like I, I have friends with a lot of these girls and I totally respect their strength and they're amazing. But the whole like best Wilkes all time, men or female, it's bullshit. Because, it's a bullshit joke. Because it's two different Wilkes. It's not apples to apples. It's apples to oranges. Women have a different Wilkes formula than men. Okay, like yeah. I don't. But like, you can't say that statement of better, bet the highest Wilkes man or right. woman. Like no, I, I have I have an eight fifty Wilkes if you put me under as a woman, as a three hundred and fifty pound or whatever woman. Jeez. So it's like if you, right, it's not even comparable. So it's uh, I, I know it sounds silly. You're like, oh, why are you complaining? They're just girls. But it it gets annoying when yeah, every, every other fucking post is it's a very oh, I'm better technicality. Right. And then when you look at open powerlifting and they have it just, you know, with using the same formula, but, uh, or different formulas, but categorized the same, it's just like, uh, people would get the misconception like, oh, wow, these girls are actually stronger than the guys. Like, no, no, in what fucking universe are you talking about? It, you know, Wilkes is already bad enough. It's a made up fucking formula. It should yeah. just be fucking told, right? It, it, but it does make, I, I know what you mean where, um, yeah, you, you can't use two different formulas and then compare people. That's why you have best male lifter, best female lifter, and, yeah. and, and you don't need to you don't need to compare us to each other. Uh, why do we have to? Uh, we we can watch the women's battle it out, and that's fucking fun enough. I can watch exactly. the men battle out; that's fun enough. Yeah, we don't need to. Well, who wins between Brennan Allen and CC? It's like, well, well, who? That's you know. Hey, we don't hey need... but that would be a great wrestling match. Ah, well, well, you're injured. Watch yourself. She'll target the knee. She'll target the knee. I, I, I'm fucking letter win. <laughs> so I got a feeling you would, sir. I got a feeling. And then you'd be like, think about the future, CC. We got to do this. They all, all in the clinch in your ear. Think about the future, man. Think about the future. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, no, I, I get what you guys are saying, and I've thought about that, too, and I don't think it's, like, a slight, like you said, I don't think it is a slight on women uh, to say, because all you're saying, basically, is I don't think we have to compare each other to, we stand alone good enough. The women's division stands on its own. Two legs, you don't have to compare it to the men's. You got your own formula, you got your own division. You need not, neither one of us need to, to do that. Um, see, I don't think it's a slight at all. I think it's just, look, we got two different divisions, two different formulas, and uh, from there, we just break it down like that. You know, normally, I catch a lot of flack for the shit that I say. And at, that's the one thing that when I say it, not too many people disagree. You know what I mean? And uh, everyone kind of is in an agreement on it. And uh, I think people of, forget that it's a separate formula. Honestly, when I've said it to yeah. people, they're like, oh, it's different? I'm like, of course it's different. I think some people... Um, they never punched in their name with the opposite gender in there, so they never right. saw. They just yeah. But there's a reason why you have to punch in your gender. Right, of course. Yeah. Some people, yeah. If you ever put in, if you're a man, put in a woman, or, or vice versa, yeah, that shit Try it. jumps. It jumps completely. This is something that's probably not going to be popular, but it comes full round circle into when, like, we say, like, oh, girls are they're not strong just for girls. They're strong. It's like no, they're not. They're strong just for fucking girls. Like. If CC Holcomb's total was a 181 dude doing that, we would even have, we would have no fucking clue who he was. Yeah, we yeah. wouldn't care. 
Yeah. You wouldn't care. In terms of, yeah, I, I, I know you're saying, in terms of like elite versus elite, uh, right. men's, yeah, yeah. But in terms of CC walks into a gym, she's going to slaughter dude. Oh, <laughs> she's oh absolutely. She's going to slaughter. Dude, she's, she's like, in terms of the rest of the world, uh, honestly, right. CC is a one percenter man or woman, and that's true. She is strong for a man, even she's strong across the board. Strong, it just in terms compared of to normal world, men, but compared yeah. to powerlifting yeah. men, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're yeah. again, you're comparing apples to oranges. Yeah, not apples. I, I agree. I agree that. Um, yeah, I, but I think like the the numbers, if you look at like the in terms of the IPF, the seventy four kilo men and seventy two kilo women, or whatever weight classes. Yeah, like it, it doesn't. They're not the same. Uh, I think we, no. uh, yeah, and I don't think people like that's not an, a disagreement or even a sexist or something. It's just it's just the numbers. It's well, you're it, just looking the, at numbers. The whole, the whole uh, PC shit is finally like kind of slowed down a little, which is great. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like uh, 2019 has been more of like an upbringing year as opposed to trying to bash somebody and bring somebody down here. So again, maybe that's a contributor to it. I think maybe everyone's just sick of seeing everyone bitch about things. So they kind of let us get away with saying more things, which is how it should be. Maybe. You know, well, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely see, like, man, 2017, 2018 was rough. You got to watch yourself. They're having – I yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me, me, and, me and Andy were Germany and Asia conspiracies against the USA and a, and a Nazi scheme. So, yeah, it, it was a wild fucking year, man. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, so – I agree. I mean, it's uh, looking at them in terms of elite versus elite. I think the, the the one argument you could say, I think some people don't even realize like how one percenter powerlifters are compared to the rest of the population. It's oh, insane. Yeah. If you actually look at like, once you start smack, doing a little bit of weights, you are so far above every single other person. Billions of people walk in the world. There is a fraction of a people who could squat a thousand pounds like you did, Brandon. Or squat, where we, even what you just did, in the, uh, with the 8A1, like whatever, you stepped out, but it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. It's a fraction. It's not a 1%. It's probably less. You know, so you could have it You can have it always, right? The women can say, look, you compare us against the average man for sure. We're still strong. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with that either. Yeah, CC yeah. would fuck some dudes up. Dude, <laughs> she would fuck about 98% of the population. Not just CC. Yeah. Um, like, look, at Steffi Cohen deadlifting the 500s. Most dudes at the gyms aren't deadlifting with Steffi. Steffi Cohen's a 123-pound woman. She's strong even against men. Just not. Let's not get overzealous. It's like when people said Ronda Rousey could probably beat up Cain Velasquez. And she said, you know what? That was a joke. And she said, in the, she said in the right conditions, I probably could. It's like, wow. Yeah, yes. And someone shot him in the head with a fucking sniper <laughs> right before the bat. Then maybe she had a chance. But this is 2017. We, 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 were, we were out of pocket in those years. Now we're a little more That realistic. was crazy, bro. When I remember hearing that. I'm like, being the best female fighter is like being the tallest midget. Like, you still can't reach the top shelf. <laughs> oh, like, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Brendan. We're not 2020. <laughs> we're not 22. <laughs> we're not 2020. Did I go, did I go back to 2009? Yet? That's, that's, well, right. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. All right. I'll, I'll bring it back to 2018. That's right. That's right. Last half year, listeners. You got to remember. Yeah, I, got, I got a couple buddies that are doors, man. They're cool as fuck. <laughs> but uh, I live in Vegas, man. You guys are fucking underestimating. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So looking at the men's, the men's is right. the men's. Is, even though we lost some big names, and the, and we lo- we lost a little bit of star value. We still got Yuri. We still got uh, Ross Petkoff, who, I mean, he moved up to 181. And um, 
I mean, I, I think it's. I think the problem here is overwhelming favorite is probably going to be Yuri. No, is there anybody who could beat Yuri on on his best day? You uh, need something. On, on a five or nine day, no one can beat Yuri. And so yeah, it's it's kind of discouraging, right? Like he needs to really have a fucked up plane flight. Bad. He doesn't even cut. Well, he doesn't even cut weight. So it's not even like what if he has a bad weight cut? It's got to be Yuri's. It, it's Kit Pat. For the number one, yeah, it's going to be Yuri. I mean, um, is Petkov I, even close? Like Petkov is good. He was Yeah, no, he is. So last mm-hmm. year, last year it was Yuri, me, and then Petkov in, in terms of the highest uh, Wilkes. Um, Petkov had like a six hundred. I had like a six hundred and one or something. We were very close to one another. But again, I went five for nine, and I think fucking Ross went you know seven for nine. So if Ross has a nine for nine day and Yuri has a shitty day. Yeah, Ross could beat him, absolutely. Okay. Um, if they did it ten times, who's going to win more? Uh, it's probably going to be Yuri. Fair enough, fair enough. So, But we, we still do have, because this is sports, and you know you don't win off your nominations or you don't win on the preseason or the normal regular season. It's the playoffs now. There's a possibility. Petkoff has to save his life. Yuri has a fucked up day. This can still happen for him. Yeah. There's other guys, too. I mean, Andy can have a great day. Um, Kevin Oak. Um Kevin Oaks out. Kevin Oaks out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> sorry, I'm smoking a joint over here. So <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> there's a couple other guys out there. Uh, I would fuck. I guess I would have to look at Instagram, but I'm using my phone right now. We have a. Well, I'm using the roster right now. Yeah, we have we have like for so we had Mark Plummer on on the podcast, and he's young, um, but his numbers are big in the gym. I don't think. I mean, it's a big ass to try to pull off an upset for first or. He was he would have been neck and neck with with Polak, but or Polak, but I don't know. Um, taking the top spot's gonna be tough. I mean, obviously you you being gone, Brendan, uh, Kevin Oak being gone. Well, I was I I, I would have won if I was. We wouldn't have this conversation. I would already told you. I was <laughs> you did. Win. You did. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It would it would be between Yuri and who else for second place. Uh, it yeah. doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but um. But, uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, I mean, we got Petkov, and who else do you guys think is up there? I, is- I think this, this third place finish will be the biggest, like, Bridgeford. The biggest random. Like, oh, or Chris not Bridgeford. Random, but- Chris Bridgeford, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brid- yeah. Bridgeford. If Bridgeford, if he can hang on to that, to that bar, I mean, he's got those fucking, you know, he'll pull, you know, 850 faster and shit, and then 900, you know, he just can't hang on to it. So we'll see what he does, but um, he's got he's definitely got potential. And and what do you guys think about this deadlift battle between Wollaman and Yuri Belkin? Who takes it? it, it is it? I mean, who knows? I fuck because I I mean I'm gonna have to go with Wollaman over for sure. Cal over uh, Yuri. Um, Yuri uh, pulls huge in Russia, but this isn't Russia. This is true, right? Yeah, he, it, he never he never gets his big third in the in the open. And the way, the way Kaler, yeah, the way Kaler's been pulling, God, it just looks so good. I had, yeah, I had Kaler on just like two hours before you gentlemen, <coughs> and Kaler, I asked him, I was like, how do you see this deadlift battle? Because they had a rivalry. They went boss to bosses back and forth. Kaler out pulled him by one pound. Um, yeah. Yuri's bigger now. Yuri's like 50. Before he was just above 220. Now, apparently, he's filling out 242. He's, he's a bigger guy. Uh, but Kaler said... He thinks he's still going to pull. I, I don't doubt it. I mean, he's not traveling across the fucking world. You know, he's not, um, 
he's lifting on a bar he's comfortable lifting on. He's using weights in a system he's comfortable with. Uh, we <coughs> we had him on our podcast, and he told us his experience in Russia, and it was much different than it is here in the United States. So right? I think he's going to have home field advantage a little bit, you know what I mean, And um, as he should. And uh, Yuri's use, they use those. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know Yuri's training because he doesn't post much, but I know it needs to use those big giant plates for the big deadlifts. So yeah. that definitely helps the sumo lifter who, with you know, getting more flex off the ground and then carrying it through the lockout. Uh, I think Caleb has the advantage. Um, but again, anything could happen. I just, uh, my money's always going to be right here at home in the USA. What, what did, what was he saying about his experience with Russia? He had mentioned. You know, a little bit we talked about it, but not necessarily how the meat was was run, etc. Was it was it a lot different? Or? He, he was pretty transparent about it and how it was kind of like a free for all in a lot of ways. And you know, they didn't need to go weigh in. They didn't need to do. You know what I mean? Like uh, they they used those weights on the deadlift, but they wouldn't use them on the squats. Like uh, it, I don't know. I, I, Andy probably remembers it better than I do, but um, he, he covered quite a bit on how it just. It's a lot more structured here. No a lot shit. more shit. Yeah. Well, no weighing. What do they just say? Like, what do you what do you think today, Brendan? What are you weighing in at? And you're like, man, I'm, I think I think I'm 242 today, actually. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we, there's been big names in the powerlifting community that have been caught doing that because they compete at local meets where it's their buddies judging, and they'll never weigh in at all. And then you know, it comes out later that there wasn't even a fucking scale at the event, but someone just set a world record in this weight class. How is that even possible? You know? And yeah. So there, there's been controversy with that, you know, here in the States. So, um, but not with, you know, USPA or not with strict federations. Like, you know, Gracie's meet is WRPF and you know, they, they hold a pretty tight standard. Uh, you know, we've watched a few of their meets now to know that they hold a tight standard. I know they sanction boss of bosses. Am I wrong? I think yeah, so. they're right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But, but they bring in their own, Guest judges for boss of bosses. That's why you see shitty ass calls coming from that that meet, and why it's lost a lot of its notoriety. But in terms of WRPF, like if you look at Thor's meet, for example, that was a WRPF. We all kind of thought that was going to be a shit show, and he was going to be able to do whatever the hell he wanted. And uh, it, they were very, very fair and they you know, consistent in the judging. Yeah. So um, WRPF, it looks like it's as long as it's they're they're able to run the organization. It seems like it's going to be ran fair. It's when there's outside influences, like a boss of bosses, where you have, you know, who's got the biggest Instagram following here? Okay, you're the judge today. Um, he yeah, already gave his white that light. That kind of bullshit ruins the sport. He, he saw your Instagram and gave you your white light before you hit the platform. He already, right. tur- he already turned it in. There you go. Right. Just off your last selfie. But um, well, I didn't realize that there's no way it changes that. That's a whole different game changer, man. Like, Andy, am, I, not, am I wrong when I said it's that? that? It's not that they didn't weigh it. It was just, it was like... It wasn't like twenty four hour. I think he had plenty of more than more than twenty four hours. Ah, gotcha. You know, like he like got off the plane or something like that. It was like a couple days before. Like, oh yeah, you can wait now. Or I don't remember the exact conversation, but lackadaisical, anyways. But that's definitely the whole the whole big like they get to use those big thick fucking hundred pound plates for deadlift, but not on squat. There's plus. Don't tell me there isn't enough kilos. Oh, the red kilos, like, yeah. you know, right. it's just purposely for that, to show off that Russians, like, can pull, like, it's not even just Yuri, all the other Russians pull huge at that meet, uh, but they can't do that anywhere else. No, right. I mean, the further away the bar is, and, and if it's a deadlift bar, it just makes that whip even further, and pulling the yeah. slack out, and, yeah, it's a, it's a huge factor, especially if you're pulling sumo. 
Yeah, and and if you're if you're the best in the world, you should come do it at the best in the world meet. And I I still believe that's the U.S. Open. You know, I think uh, for the big guys, it's big dogs. You know, and um, that's like probably the biggest show, just because you're going to see the highest numbers. I mean, the podium was twenty four hundred pounds or more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At big dogs, it's that's that's ridiculous. You know, for raw. So that's always going to kind of be the big show. And then in terms of who's the best Wilkes lifter. It's going to be the U.S. Open or even in Australia. What is it? Pro Raw. That's another, Pro Raw is another big one. Steph Cohen actually went to that one this year. Yeah, where man. where it's a good, fair Wilkes, like who's the best Wilkes person currently. You know what I mean? So if you're the best, you should be able to do it anywhere. And especially at one of the meets that I just named. Not a backyard meet or your buddy's meet. or You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. No, 100%. I mean, there's that's why... Some federations, they say it's only a world record if it's done in an international meet, a certain level meet. So we know, we know the judges are from around the world, not just your judges. That's why some right, people, some they're people, uh, certified judging or they're, yeah. they have some kind of credentials. Some people are like, they say, and I get in these arguments, if that, they probably haven't been around powerlifting long enough to see these kind of stories, but they're like, gravity's gravity, mass is mass. What does it matter if you lift at a local meet or an international meet? And it's like, it matters because... Somebody in wherever the fuck in Russia can have a little gym meet and be like, hey, we smashed every world record. Had three judges. Had we yeah. hey, we we can even tell you we drug tested if you want us to. What do you want us right. to tell you? It happened. Right. You know, we, and we it, did it. Yeah. It's it's that's See, why I, I learned a I learned a very valuable lesson in what you just said. Now, several months ago, I Thor, when he announced after Big Dogs, after he was invited to Big Dogs, that you know, and he declined. That he would be doing a powerlifting meet at his home gym, ran by WRPF, which is his buddy career, Kirill, and all this shit. And then I, I had made a comment and never ever comment something on someone that has 1.5 million followers on Instagram. It's not going to go good. <laughs> out of out of 1.5 million, there's going to be a hundred thousand fucking idiots. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So and it's a lot. And uh, so I made a comment. I was like, you know, that's great coming to powerlifting. And it's just a shame that you wouldn't have done it at Big Dogs where. We're all, you know, because they're going to, no matter what, they're going to compare his total to our total. But he didn't compete. Like, we had to compete. Like, you think I would have chose the numbers I chose had I was just trying to patent my total? Fuck no. I would have I would have eased that up and had a way higher total because I wouldn't be going for a home run deadlift to win first place yeah. and, you know what I mean, break roll and then all this kind of shit. You know what I mean? So, it changes the fucking game completely. 100%. You think Eric Lillybridge would have done the total he'd done if he was just lifting by himself at home? Fuck no, he was going for it. That's what happens when you go for it at a big meet. Yeah. So that was that was just like what I the comment that I made, and oh my god, bro, I got so much fucking flack for it. And and but I think people who are in powerlifting understand what you're saying though. Where like when you have some, yeah when you have some chasing you, you're forced to to pull something that's a hell mary because you're pulling for the win. And but or if there's no nothing on the table, there's no one chasing you. You pull you'll pull comfortable where you think you're gonna hit that day. And, and you pat your total. Yeah, you can pat your total. Exactly. And then, um, I mean, and, and you even said, look, at hey, the judging could have been whatever they kind of wanted. They went on the stricter route. He even got called for one of the squats. That's good. But, um, yeah, I mean, there, there is 100% a reason why local meets aren't held to the same prestige as the bigger meets. Because we get to see who are the, who's judging. You know, what level of judges is this? Who's who's making, like, who are the officials making sure things are running like we, everyone else around the world has to run? 24-hour right. weigh-ins, we agree 24-hour weigh-ins, it's going to be 24, you know? So you're yeah. not comparing a 48-hour weigh-in to this guy's 24-hour weigh-in in the U.S. It's, it's you know got to be. Big, 
What, what another another thing too was with local meets or your friends running it is, so like I did that squat yesterday at a local meet, but it was you know it was, it was a sanctioned meet, but there's only nine lifters in my flight, and granted like the two thirds of them were like squatting 500 pounds, so let me just say it flew, okay. So my my attempts in between it was so fast it was probably less than it's like eight minutes, so I was dying, okay. If that happened at a big meet, like I, I would have had to like way, way under, uh, you know, pick my numbers. Yeah. But if you're if you're at your friend's meet and they can control the flight and the time in between attempts, all that stuff, like that's just completely different. You yeah. know, so a competition standard or a competition, you know, that's ran well or ran, you know, officially, is, is, you can't control those factors, and that's that's why it's a competition, and you have to. Everyone's on the same uh, level. Yeah, that's same right. Playing field. The, the variables. Well, to, to, to top on that, to top on that, think about this: Big Dogs was started and finished in three and a half hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So us super heavyweights that flew all across the world were as fat as we can possibly be. Had to do squat, bench, and deadlift at our maxes in three and a half hours, yeah. which, which none of us were. I mean, I don't know what the other guys knew. I had no fucking clue. I wasn't prepared for that. I thought it was going to be like a six to eight hour meet, like normal meets are. But I assumed it'd be faster because there's no expo, so like a six hour meet, right? But no, man, it was uh, three and a half hours. We were done. Mm. So you know, and I'm sure Thor's meet wasn't three and a half hours. But again, it's it's um. Yeah, it, it, like I said, at least it was judged and uh, appropriately. Yeah, like exactly. And you know what? He probably was telling himself, like, I'm not trying to be the world's best powerlifter. I'm just, I'm going to put on a show. And um, yes, he was. Yes, he did. Oh, was he, he saying? Post, he put a post up in like a Q and A that he did, and he said that if he came to powerlifting, he would break the all time world record, but there's no money in it. So that that was what was said. That was the only reason why I had any interest in this at all. Otherwise, I would. I'm a fan of Thor. I still am a fan of Thor. Yeah. I, I had met him a few months prior to all this that had happened, and um, you know what I mean. Like I'm, he's doing what we all wish we were doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like of course I Game of Thrones. So the only reason, yeah, the only reason why I had any interest in this is because of a Q and A, and of course, you know. And he was like, oh, yeah, there was no money in powerlifting. That's why he didn't do the all- – that's why he won't do it. But if he did, he would break the all-time world record. So you're saying you're going to break 25-11, your first powerlifting meet, which then came out. It wasn't his first powerlifting meet. He had done three or four prior. Oh, so it, is that right? Right. So it, it was just like all this shit where I learned, though, I was like, I'm not going to say anything because you're never going to fucking win. Not with that kind of following. You know what I yeah, mean? So. Uh, yeah. I just kind of pulled back. It was just let it play itself out. And uh, it's funny because it worked out to where I still beat his total. Did you really? No shit. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, I, to- I him a, I totaled a, a, what was it, 11.02 and a half. And he totaled a 1,100 flat. <laughs> wow. So you smoked him. By two and a half kilo. <laughs> Killed him. You murdered him. But, wow. but again, though, had I, I would have never took that bench and that deadlift attempt. You know what I mean? And yeah. my total would have been fucking 30, 40 kilo Dude, more. 30 kilo great, more. How, to be honest, what does it feel like to know you out totaled the world's strongest man? That's pretty I would dope. Have, I would have loved I would, I would have loved to have done it head to head. It would have meant yeah. something then. Yeah. Because I was so excited about big dogs because like there was that thought that Thor might be doing it. I'm like, Dude, that's going to be fucking awesome and great for the sport and you know what I mean? Like I was stoked and then he said he wasn't doing it and we're like, oh, okay, that sucks. Maybe next year. But anyway, and then like right after it, it's like then he is like, "Hey, I'm doing my, I'm doing a pilot to meet, but it's my own meet here at home in Iceland." Like 
I'll be honest with you, like there, I because I'm that big of a fucking Thor fan that I would have done big dogs. I would have done the Iceland meet just so I could have gone heads up against yeah, Thor. Yeah, sure. No doubt about it. No doubt in my mind. And whether he beat me or not is irrelevant. I just wanted to go against him. You know yeah. what I mean? So that would have been way more satisfying to beat him heads up. But again, whatever. It, you know, it, we never, in my opinion, we've never competed because we've never done it on the same day. This is true. Same platform. This is true. You have El Toro, though, and that's kind of cool. I, Seeing how he's the world's strongest man, Europe's strongest man, Arnold Classic, he's the trifecta, he's like the most dominant guy in strongman right now. And you could say, yeah, he's also a powerlifter now, total, and that's fucking crazy. Very yeah, few I people. mean, I, I, I brag about weird things like my house small my penises or... <laughs> it, you might have him, I don't know. You don't know what small his dick is, though. So that's that's well, substantiated. I, I met, when I met him, I you know, I would be lying if I said I wasn't staring at him. I was trying to get a good picture. <laughs> you sizing I, him up. I, I, I got a pretty good idea, and yeah. I would say, like, in proportion-wise, it, it fits on the smaller end, but, uh, I, yeah, it's a nice dick. Yeah, he's got a piece on him. Yeah. It's a nice dick. I, I looked at it for sure. I mean, I wasn't able to get a good look or, you know, or, or see skin, but I can see the bulge through his shorts. I know what it looks like. And you know what? Fair is fair, because his piece is his piece, whether it's in Iceland or Australia. You know what I'm saying? That could be home court advantage, be damned. His piece is his piece, so that's fair. That's fair judgment. Right? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so, so what do you what do you guys feel? Did we get to our picks on the men's? I don't know if we went all three, top three. We didn't do the three. I I, I so my pick is Yuri Ross, and um, honestly, it's just gonna be a, a, a crapshoot. I know. I can't pick. Um, yeah, man. Who's this? What are you guys feeling about this? Uh, any Wang 275 kid, he's pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, it's gonna be against me, me and it's gonna be you know I think between me and Chris yeah. Richford, uh, if he can pull his big third deadlift, then he's got that big advantage. But I I feel like I can put a lot of pressure on if I hit my big squat uh, and squat's feeling great right now. Um, I'm I'm definitely confident I can go for nine. And your bench has gone up tremendously. Yeah, and my bench yeah. gone up tremendously. Seen that. So, my my X factor is how my form will feel because I, realistically, I pay, I pulled eight forty three in my last deadlift, and there's plenty in the tank. But I thought I tore my bicep on the way up, so it didn't move as fast. But I'm planning to pull if it holds up like eight seventy, eight seventy one. So, hmm. Chris would have to make up a lot in the other two uh, lifts, and then he has to get his third deadlift. So. Um, I think I think CC benches more than him. That's <laughs> cool. Right? So uh, is, so where would that put you then? If you take the two seventy five class and you won your class last year, did you not? I did. Yeah. If you I, win the two, I, sorry, go ahead. Um. Yeah. Uh. Last year I went six for nine though. I didn't even hit my third. But so this is this like last year there was not a lot of competition. I literally won just on my openers. And I'm not like bragging. That's just what happened. Um, so this year, at least you know Chris is there, and he'll he'll be able to put the pressure on. But I think even if I told 2300, my Wilkes would just be right at 600. So um, that, that that could be third if if everything plans out and everybody else doesn't, you know. I, I think 600. Last year, third was 585. Larry Wheels is 585 Wilkes. So if I can get a five, high five. Yeah, maybe. That would be a perfect day, and I don't. I don't plan. I, for me, strategically going to this, I just want to win my weight class. Um, so uh, 
and and go for nine for nine. You know, I haven't had a nine for nine, eight for nine meet in like two years. It's a fucking unicorn, um, buddy. It's not real. Yeah. It's a unicorn. <laughs> That's a myth. The nine for nine. What do you? I, I love that Nick Best is in here. Um, I love not, there's there's half these people aren't even going to show up. No. You don't? No, do you think not. Nick Best will show up? No. I don't know. No. Dude. He lives right down the street. And you'll knock on his door and ask him. He's been he's been traveling the world doing this strongman. Like, yeah, he, he's not he's not prepping for this. He's uh he's yeah. doing a documentary right now with the History Channel on strongmen. They got like a four year contract, so oh, they've been shit. doing uh, yeah. So it's like him, Eddie Hall, uh, Robert Overs, Brian Shaw. Yeah. Those four have been tra- they were here in Vegas. They went to Fremont Street the whole night. And they've been uh, kind of traveling around and doing uh, like a documentary on world strongest men, basically. Good for them. For the History Channel. And, and, yeah, so that... Have you, you seen know, any of it? Like, what, what's it about? Oh, it won't be out for like five, five, six years. It's a four-year filming series, and then it's going to take probably over a year to edit that, and then, uh, so what, yeah, who knows? So. What are they filming that's four years? This is intriguing, man. It's, well, just to kind of show the life, I think, of top-level and aging power, uh, uh, strongmen, you know? Ah, uh, gotcha. You know, I, that's what I would assume. I mean, or maybe the life of, you know, that type of thing, uh... I, again, I could be misspeaking. Uh, I just know Nick told me it was a four-year deal. So um, he said he knows for at least the next four years he's going to be doing Strongman because the History Channel filming. I don't. Maybe it could be like they're doing series, so it could yeah. be released every year. You know, I, I'm not sure that how it's structured. I'm just I know that's what's going on. Yeah, and I like I love everyone loves that the guy who he's fit minutes half a century old. The guy's how did you know that? How did you know that? The guy, the guy's fifty years old. And fucking smash Wait, him. how did you know he's 50? He, we had him on the podcast. Why? Does he not say his age? <laughs> no, because every goddamn post he puts, he has to put his age in it. Oh, yeah, you're being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I, I Because we, I, you're, you're right. You are right. He does put it. But the thing is, <laughs> honestly, you would never know he's 50 years old with the weights he's moving. You know what I mean? Like, it is insane. He's squashing in the 800s routinely and... His master world records aren't going to fall for a long time. That's no. for sure. He's, no. I mean, the only person that has like contention to do it is he's still involved in powerlifting would be like an Andre or someone like that. You know what I mean? Hey, but, I'm going to be a master soon, dude. <laughs> you'll be a sub master. <laughs> in five a... years, I'll be a master. <laughs> oh, masters is 40? I thought it was 50. Yes, 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. So there's guys right now that, act, okay, well, I guess I take that back because. You know, Andre's knocking up on that door. He's getting up there in age. Uh, you know, and well, Andre, well, all, you know, he's a 2,300-pound total guy the rest of his life, you know what I mean, on accident. like. There, well, there's – so in powerlifting, there's Masters 1, Masters 2 in your 50s. Master, so it goes up like that. But Strongman, I think there's just Masters. I think it's just right, 40. Which, that's it. Um, right, which is, which is 50. And, and I think um, – so Zajunas Savikas did Strongman Masters. He's in his 40s. And Zajunas... Okay, he's got to be 40. But Zajunas, um, he's not 50 yet, but fuck me, he's got to be up. He's He's got to be... He could smash some weights. I don't know what... He got, he's gotten all types of injuries too, though. He's been banged yeah. up. You know, yeah. To see a master last to 50 is really hard. Yeah, he... I mean, it's... it's like, if he decided to do powerlifting, like, his bench would probably be, like, I'm sure that guy could bench 700 pounds with the proper training. Like, he, he's got the strongest overhead press, you know yeah. what I mean, in pressing ever. So, yeah. he he's one of those guys that could be, like, a 900-pound squat, a 900-pound deadlift, and a 700-pound bench. Like, yeah. I really don't – I see that possible as being one of the best ever and doing it late in his career. But, 
again, uh, it's just, I, I think a lot of these guys, like, cause I know I'm starting to experience myself. I know I'm young, but I've been in this for a minute, you know? And, uh, it's just the injuries, man. It just becomes almost not worth it. Like you, you start to respect more and more when you hear a guy like Nick Best, fifty fucking years old, and you're like, "How the shit?" And and, and I mean, it's not like that, he's, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's fucking insane. It doesn't make sense to me. And he's not a Johnny Come Lately who started late in life. Like he's been doing oh, it no. for a long time. Oh yeah, he's been powerlifting since the '80s. Since I was born in '88, you know what I mean? He's been powerlifting since before I was born. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's, you have a lot of, like, an Ironman and Strongman, and, like, powerlifting alone, I, Strongman's even worse, the, the pushing, pulling, and backloading the back of a truck with fucking 300-pound sandbags and running with them, far worse than just linear movements, even, that's, that's what makes it even crazier, that the dude well, it's funny you say that, though, but, like, I mean, is it, like, look at what, look at what happened to Thor when he did his powerlifting meet, like, it's two, it's two different worlds still, because, what they do is, yeah, strength and conditioning wise, it's fucking incredible. Like it's insane. Like uh, just you know uh, the breathing and all that is just in- insane. But you're not, they're not putting like it's just good. Thor is the world's strongest man. He's shown that the world's strongest man translates to powerlifting not that well. Like it's great. It's top one of the best in the world, but it ain't number one. Mm-hmm. Like uh, mm-hmm. it's two different sports. Like to exert your maximum energy three times in a row in the same day on a lift is way different than doing a strongman event. Now, I personally believe a strongman event would be harder, obviously, and the next day you would have more muscle soreness and things like that. But in terms of central nervous system fatigue and things like that, I think powerlifting is going to be more demanding. Yeah, I just mean in terms of um, uh, possibility for injury when if I make you load something on your back and then you got to carry it so you load one foot than the other when you're – stuff like that. Like they do – because they have to move awkwardly out of the normal – planes up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with injury, you. That they're yeah. much higher susceptible to injury. Yeah, so that's what I said with Nick Best. In terms of okay. him lasting to 50 as a strong man, when they're doing like that kind of shit is like, if you let me stay in my one plane of motion, I, I feel more comfortable lasting, not being injured till 50. But if you make me like carry shit and like they like lift up those stairs, those uh like the uh, big, uh, not dumbbells, fucking... Um, you know they they like up the stairs. Yeah, it's like a it's like a uh, they like sumo pull it up the uh, yeah. that yeah. And, yeah, and I then you step like that's a weird they, event. They do crazy shit where you load one side then the other and then like pulling. You know, uh, for Nick to last doing that kind of stuff, man, it's crazy at fifty. I mean, it's yeah. I don't I don't know if we're gonna see another guy like Nick Best lasting this long and being this strong, but. I mean, and he's, dude, he's a superstar. He came on the podcast. Like, I shot him. Like, this is a, a shot in the dark. Is he going to come on here? Does he give a shit? And he's like, sure. Oh, like, really? Uh, he's like, yeah. Like, he's, he's, oh, yeah. Dude's doing, doing documentaries. He's, like, he's with all these other guys. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, he's, he's actually, he, he's one of those, you know, you never want to meet a guy you look up to. He actually lives up to your expectations. He's one of those guys. And did you hear he's 50? Did you know? I didn't know. Did you know he's fifty? Yeah, no, he's actually fifty. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. he's older than he looks. But anyways, okay. Back back to the men's. There's so many names on here I've never heard, and I'm not trying to put down on these people, but it's just who's who's this Logan Chapman that keeps shouting you out? He's all about. Oh God! What's the deal there? Why? Why is uh? Is it because you guys are going head to head and he thought it was going to be a battle? He thought it was going to be a battle. Oh my god! Like I, I don't even care to talk about him, but because you're you're talking about that would be like, oh, I decided that I want to do fucking, you know, MMA today, so I get to go challenge like Daniel Cormier or something. Like it's not, it's not even. 
my openers would be higher than his best third, like much higher than his best third attempt. So when he had first set, made a couple comments on social media, I thought it was funny. Like, all right, it'll be fun to kind of poke around this. This guy seems like a funny younger kid. Like, and then, you know, then he started kind of taking me, like tagging me every fucking day and something. And then taking things too far after I got hurt and making some statements about, about me when I, after I've been injured and it's just classless, you know? And it's like, uh, like he wasn't. Like, it wasn't like, funny anymore. He was. He was actually. It's getting, like, what are you talking about? I'm fucking hurt. Like, why yeah. are you even talking about me? Like, move the fuck on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so and then it's like, uh, kind of insanity when you tell someone they're doing like they're doing something. You're like, hey, like keep my name out of your mouth for your fucking. You're trying to get clout. You know, like, oh, that's the last thing I care about. And then three seconds later, put a video on it. Oh, well, at least they're all talking about me. That like you're in, insane. Like that's literally what I just said. What you're doing? You said you're not doing it. Then you're doing it. You admit you're doing it. Like so, it's probably someone. That, I mean, he's from Arkansas, so you know it says a lot. <laughs> that was the party. <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> no follow up. Just leave it at that. So, anyways, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the full answer. But, uh, yeah, no, I didn't see, see, I'd seen tags. I didn't see the actual discussion between, but, um, yeah, there's no one else that's super heavy, really. Like, is, uh, the other there's guy There's two going left. Out? Is there? There's okay. two, there's well, two Logan, on the roster. Logan heavy. and Jergo? Is he good? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea with it. No. These, it's going to be like, uh, probably the highest total will be like a 2,200 pound total ish kind of, kind of a day. But, I mean, if Logan, and Logan has a perfect day, he can maybe hit a 23. But again, I mean, is you're he talking. Young? Is, does he have a future? Uh, is he young? Is he just? He might be just immature and not realizing. Right, right, right. And then you say that, and then he's like, "I've been doing this for eight years." It's like, okay, so then you're not new. Like, so yeah. it, it's just another. It's just the internet guy. It, it, who the fuck? Who cares? I don't even know why we're talking about. Him. Yeah, yeah. Cares, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and what do we think? So, who do you guys think wins the three hundred eight then? There's only. I think there's only one person doing it. Oh damn, yeah. man! This. This roster got decimated, my friends. Seriously, oh, yeah. not doing it. Chris Weiss is not doing it. Nick Best is not doing it. I don't know Arthur. I don't know David. I only know Steve Johnson. Wow. Is Steve Johnson doing it? I didn't even yeah. know he was coming out. Yeah, he's doing it. He's oh. prepping for well, it. Well, you know, it's... it's oh, I can share it. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, you know, there's no money in, in the class to either, unless you have at least five people show up. So people... That's, that's what I liked about this meet, is that it kept people from dodging certain weight classes just to try to get an easy win on, uh, you know, or an easy thousand bucks. But, you know, so Gracie structured it. So there's not five people, there's no money. So they're for the super heavyweights and three Oh eights, there's no money for them. And I mean, and none of them even have a chance at all at the overall. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to compete for fun, you know, it's just, but at least their total will mean something in terms of being with the, you know, probably the, some of the strictest judging there is in the sport. Yeah. And, and so, is there still five people left in the 275 for you, Andy? Do you know? Uh, as far as I know, um, yeah, I, I, gosh, I know for sure me, Chris Bridgeford, Sean Green, and you know, that Tra, Tra Farrington are, like, still in it. I don't know. Tra, I, don't follow, cut. <laughs> I don't follow the other people. Hmm. So, I don't know. You almost kind of, and how much money do you make for winning your class? Just a thousand. Not bad still. Hey, a G is still a G. Yeah. yeah. It'll cover uh, one month of food for me. <laughs> That's right. Or your travel. You know what I mean? At least you got to go for free to cover your travel or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's something to it. I mean, maybe it would be cool if they just combined all three of those weight classes, the 275, 308, super heavyweight, 
I'll take that money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You guys go at it. Yeah, they, yeah. they might even just say, "Look at it. If it's your flight and you win your flight, then there you go." If that's actually like- so, so that's the two seventy five. It'll be between me and Chris. I think we have five, and then the two forty two. Besides uh, Yuri, I'm actually coaching Jason Legrand, who has a top three all time total. Oh shit! Uh, no kidding. So he's, well, yeah, he's squ- squatted uh, nine hundred, but it was mono, not walked out, but. He just posted today. He hit 855 really smoothly. So I, I think he he has a good shot of having a great solid total. But I don't think you know he can beat Yuri. But he, he's somewhat no one. I, I got a little 165er and strong as hell. But again, in terms of the Wilkes, it's no. I don't think anyone's got a chance at uh, winning other than Yuri at first, Ross at second, and then third will be a battle. Yeah. So. Do you guys have a pick for third? Because I agree with – I think we're all pretty solid with first and second. Third's yeah. one, a third's one is it's the hardest by far to pick. I'm, okay. I, I'll say me. If if I'm close, I will YOLO my third deadlift and go for the podium. Yeah, if, Andy's, if Andy doesn't have any arm issue, I think Andy's, Andy's got it. Okay, let's just say let's go all in on Andy. Andy, no pressure, but we're all picking you, buddy. Let's bring it. Let's go. How much money is it for third? Uh, I think. Let me look it up right now. Five thousand. Also, also, I'm gonna beat Logan Chapman too. So. Yeah, Andy's gonna. Since, Andy's since gonna Brandon can't do it, I will take care for him. There you go. <laughs> even though he outweighs me by eighty pounds. You don't even need to bring that up. It's not even comparable. Elite and then good. Yeah, good, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, so it's 20,000, 71, 25, and then 3,000 for third. Well, three G. So then that's on top of the one G if you win your class or so four G. Right. right. And so, obviously you're not going to win the wills without winning your class. I mean, you could, that would be kind of weird. Yeah, but, it, yeah, it has, shit like that has happened in other meetings. It's yeah, super yeah. heavyweight. It would make sense. But yeah. in terms of oh, weight, the actually, weight class. No, last year, uh, Chris Bridgeford was in the same class as Yuri. Uh, he could have won the. I yeah. think he could one. Yeah, his weight class. Yeah, you, you could get at Wilkes by a guy because the weight class is a big enough. Because Yuri weighs way way less than uh, right, right, right. Chris was going to out total him. Possibly. At one point, at one point, Yuri was just over two twenty, and yeah. and right. uh, yeah, so it can happen. It's rare, but I don't think it's going to happen here. But that's yeah. obviously yeah, some solid picks here, and um, I don't think we're going to see too many other surprises from these other names. But you never freaking know, man. It's just like. Nobody thought, like, I, I knew CC was my pick last year, but some people get surprised. They were, nobody was looking at CC, and then boom goes the dynamite. She destroys everybody at the U.S. Open, and everybody's <laughs> Yeah, we talked, we talked about it, and, yeah, we, we all agreed. <laughs> yeah, and, and other people were like, who the fuck? And then over, she said in one day, her Instagram literally doubled. Doubled Yeah, she, went, she had 8,000 followers right at the start of that meeting and went to 20,000 the next day. Like that. So, well, it's like Dylan. It's like Dylan Hellraiser when he hit the thousand nine hundred. He had like a couple thousand followers, and then out of nowhere, jumped to twenty. And I don't know if you guys have talked to Dylan much or whatnot, but he, he's the future dude of powerlifting. He's uh, right? he, he's twenty three years old. He's been yeah. working. He's been working out for like four years and powerlifting for two years, and he just hit a thousand pound squat and a nine hundred pound deadlift in the same meet. Wow! What's his last name? Dylan. What's his last name? Hell rigger, but on on Instagram is Dylan Hellraiser. Dylan Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah. He, just, he, he, he competed at Pora and he he squatted thousand three and pulled nine oh three. 
Uh, bench like he, five nine. He did and big dogs as well. Yeah, and he's he's only twenty three. He's six seven, six eight, two uh, three forty. Jeez. No, no, he, no. He's like three sixty to three eighty, and like he's gonna try to fill it out. Is what I, I, no, no, no. It was it was like three four. He weighed less than you. He, oh he's really? Like, yeah, doesn't eat enough. Oh, I thought he was bigger. Wow. He's fucking big though. <laughs> he's like six eight. He's huge. Yeah. So he's like the mountain. He's like when he's strong, man. He's when he's fast. oh yeah. Well, I mean, and just the thing, he's been doing this for two years yeah. and he's already at that level. Like, yeah. so his ceiling is so much higher than all of ours currently because it took it took me fuck. I've been doing banging weights since I was twelve years old. I'm thirty years old now. Yeah. I've been banging weights competitively for eight years, you know, mm-hmm. and it took me to get to where I'm at. He's been doing it for two fucking years. Yeah, that's crazy. Jesus so there's the Christ. prospect to watch out for for 2019. Oh, he's like I don't I honestly I seriously see him just blowing right by Andre, blowing what uh, him and Peter will be a good battle at Big Dogs Four, but I don't I don't see Dylan being beat you know ever in his career. Dylan like, honestly, Hellraiser, I gotta check this guy out. This is the future, right? Yes, Dylan Dil, Dylan underscore Hellraiser. Um, so Ryan, you you follow. Uh, I'm sure you know uh, that Nicolas. What I think is that how you say it, Nicolas? Yeah. Like that, that guy is a specimen. Yeah. And I'm definitely like, you know, watching out for him because he just told 2270 something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that would be awesome if he did the open, but you know, he just competed and whatnot. But I think next year, you know, he's going to be uh, another name to watch out for because that dude's like jacked and ripped <laughs> and. You saw his 900 pound squat where he did like a fucking pause halfway down and then blew it up. Yeah, that was, that was weird. weird. That was weird. You should have gotten that. That's for sure, though. It, that because the bar was. Did the bar go up down? I, I saw it. It's. I didn't analyze it. I didn't analyze either. It's a quick Instagram. Um, whatever it is, what it is. You know. You know what's funny though is that all that fucking lip that was coming out of uh, the Sierney camp. Over there from his dad on Facebook after Big Dogs, he uh, you know James Stearney's that guy. He's a three hundred eighter. He's fucking jacked, uh, black black dude. And he did uh, seriously, seriously, that's right. And he broke Eric Lillybridge's all time world record squat at three hundred eight. You know, in reps, and it was it clearly higher than dog shit. Never should have counted. Got tons of flack for it. Obviously, he has like no Instagram followers in this, for that reason, right? And then um, his dad went on Facebook after Big Dog saying, oh, if James went out there, he would have smoked all those guys. Da, 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 da. And then so I get tagged in it, obviously, because people will know that I fucking will say what I have to say. And then, um, and then uh, you know, I made a comment about, you know, oh, it's, it's really easy to say that when you're sitting at home hiding, you know, with your buddies judging your meats, you know, instead of doing it on the big platform and, or something along those lines. And then his dad starts chirping in about how, oh, uh, uh, my squat was high. If James was there, he would have crushed all of us. Uh, but I'm like, okay, then why wasn't he there? He's like, well, you know, because of money. You know, we have a five-guy crew. And because of, uh, you know, jet lag and all these other things. As if we all had a free ride and are impervious to fucking jet lag. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. the guy who won Peter Petras, he flew 30 fucking hours to get to that meet. That's like, ridiculous. You, you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, like none of us had jet lag, you know. No, no, you didn't do that meet because you would have bombed out because you wouldn't have been able to fucking compete. And then it was okay. We'll see what happens at the U.S. Open. So I was excited about that, you know what I mean? And you know, and then when it switched to WRPF, but Gracie kept the ruling saying that you still had to walk your squad out. 
Of course he's not going to do this meet. There's a lot of big-name guys, or not even, he's not even a big-name guy, but there's a lot of big lift guys that cannot squat without the monolift. And if you can't squat without the monolift, you can't fucking squat. Yeah. Simple as that. You cannot squat it. So it, it's just, uh, it's interesting to see that, you know, he kept his name on the list that whole time and tripped all that, that he was, or I, I keep saying him. I, I, I want to apologize if I'm trying to put, if I put words in his mouth. It's not him. It was his dad. I was saying it, and then, uh, you know, of course, he's not going to show. What do you think is the future for the U.S. Open? We've seen a little bit of money. Why did they cut the money? Do you know? Like, what's... Yeah, they're, losing, they're, losing, they're losing their ass. <laughs> um, you know, last year they tried to make it a, a actual fit expo and have, like, wrestling and jujitsu and other events there. And then have, trying, to have, trying to have sponsors with booths and stuff. But at the end of the day, they lost so much money. Once you add in the prize money, they didn't make that back in ticket sales and all that stuff. So, I, I mean, we Chad Chad picked up on this after the first U.S. Open when it, he, they just went too big too fast. You don't go from like forty grand total prize money to two hundred grand. Yeah. Like, how are you gonna sustain that? Because like, I don't care how rich this guy is, who who sponsors it, puts up the money. Like, he, there's no way he likes just throwing money away. So, yeah. um, so I think. I think it'll still be there next year. I just don't know. Like, I think it's going to continue to diminish. And uh, like you, now that you got meets like tribute that are building up big money, and it's had a good time, kind of in the middle of summer, like uh, you know, more towards the end of summer. It's um, you know, it that that kind of divides the group where you got some of the elites that are going to do U.S. Open and the elites that are going to do um, tribute. You know what I mean? Which uh. Which is cool because it gives everyone a little chance to win a little bit of money, but there still needs to be like some kind of consensus to where there's one real big, everyone does it because there's the biggest money meet, and that was the U.S. Open, but it's not that's not what it is anymore. And here's the thing: um, the more the big names shift over to another meet, the fewer people watching, the less attention, the less prestige. So sponsors and everybody dropping money, and it will be like. Is it still worth 40K or can I cut it to 20K and we're all okay with it? Because nobody, in terms of the people, you know, yeah, you got to divide this money up, the less attention. It's not the Super Bowl like it was the one year, right? Um, right, which, and to be honest, I'm, I'm the guy, I, I'm the opposite. Like, I don't like there being several meets like that. Like, it should, like I wish it was, like, I'm old school, you know what I mean? There should be one yeah, big sure. dog, one big fucking meet. Like, you know, they should put all that money together and have one just big mega meet and, I, like, I'm not even a fan of second and third place winnings, even though I've won them both in money meets. But it should just be to the first place. Who's the fucking best? And that should be who gets the crown and who gets the money. That's personal opinion. Again, I know it's not popular. But uh, you know, even if you did majority of it to the big and then a little second and a little third, that'd be cool too. Like there's been extra money added to the U.S. Open already, and that money has gone to second and third place, which am I, that's, that's insane. Why is it going to second and third place? Why shouldn't it, it should all be going to first place to build the first place number back up? Like if you win the overall, you try to get as close to that forty grand as you can, like you did last year. So then, at least in, in an outsider's perspective, it still has a little more of the prestige. You know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. I was just about to say. Um, I don't recall what the second and third place money prize was. I keep I know twenty head twenty k off the top of my head. Like like when I tell people, yeah, fuck you, win that, you win twenty k. Yeah, fuck you, win that, you win twenty five k. But I don't, rec- I don't replay to people what the second and third place people win. 100% right. I agree with you. Yeah, if you want to top something up, 
to give it that prestige, 40K or get as close to that 40K as possible. So when people tell their buddies, well, what's the prize money? Well, you fucking walk away with 40K. It just feels bigger, right? But um, yeah, I, I, Absolutely. I, I walked away with 10K from that meet last year because, you know, when I went, went for the win with that third deadlift, I dropped it. And, you know, it's big, you know, big funny story I put out about it and everything like that, you know. But for, but for the most part, like, I, I had won 10 grand. But even that, like, wasn't content with me. Like, most guys probably would have been like, oh, I'm just going to pat my total because regardless, I win, you know, 10 grand. You know what I mean? But uh, no, I was like, fuck that. I want 40 grand. But yeah. if it was only like... Ten, five grand more you figure with taxes and shit i'm like it doesn't come out to me that much more maybe i'm just going to pat my total because that you know it's not like i'm going to compete again you know until the end of the year and that way i at least have a little higher total to sit on until that time mm-hmm. but again um all personal opinion everyone's different i'm just the kind of guy that would rather it all be to that top level that way people go for the home run hits and uh you just get a better showing that way you get more excitement so do you think you think that the U.S. Open is going to continue to, you know, the shrink and will it always be there? It just won't be as prominent. Like this, if this is right now, I still build it as the number one in, in, in like certainly at least at the very least the untested powerlifting feds, that's it. But do you think next year we're even saying that anymore? I think tribute will be it next year. But again, that's assuming that the growth patterns continue, meaning the U.S. Open keeps diminishing and tribute keeps growing. Um, if that happens, then tribute will be the meat next year. Other than big dogs, I still think big dogs is going to be number one, obviously. Mm. But uh, in terms of the Wilkes and everyone being involved type of thing, um, it'll be. Uh, I think next year will be tribute meat. To be honest, it's tribute both wraps and sleeves. Yeah, I think yes. that's part of the that's part of the draw is you you can do both and both there's money for both sides. Yeah, I hate fucking wrap meats. I hate wearing wraps. A lot of people do. The, yeah. yeah, I wish the raw the raw division was real raw, you know, and it was sleeves. But the problem is, not everyone's on board with that. So if I want to compete for the big money, I gotta do wraps because people want to see the big wrap squat. That's you know they they, they want to see the extra fifty to one hundred and fifty pounds, depending on the lifter and what they get out of the wraps. So uh, yeah, that that sucks. You know what I mean? I I I'm more of a raw like I believe truly believe that my injury was caused from knee wraps. Yes, you know yeah, a lot I mean? of people say a lot of injuries. John Hack. Um, Kayla Woolham, all these guys have said, man, the wraps fucked up my quads. And they all yeah. said they have quad tears and shit because of wraps. It's dangerous. Yeah. It makes it. I'm no different. I, I tore my quad wearing wraps. Like, yeah. when I was, when I only was training in sleeves, that was the healthiest I had ever been in terms yeah. of legs. My legs were the healthiest, you know, and my knees were the healthiest. When I, whenever I got into wraps, always something. Always. Hopefully, so these discussions are happening now. Hopefully in the future, people start hearing this and discussing more and more lifters, start raising their hands more and more saying, I don't like wraps, man. It's dangerous. It's worse. And then we can move in that direction and have more things. Well, they're not, they're, they're not what they were intended to be. They're intended to be for support. Now they're, let's crank this fucking neoprene-like wrap is, or whatever the, the, the elastic, uh, not elastic, the cast-like materials, as tight as we can onto our fucking knees and not allowing them to bend. And then we use pressurized force it to bend ligaments and joints and the kneecap and things that might not be lined up in the way they're supposed to be lined up, but they're going because you yeah. got nine something on your fucking back and it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you, yeah, you that's, that's what every squat feels like in wraps. Every time yeah. you take the wraps off, you're like, it's a relief. Like, Oh, like why, why even have to deal with that? Why put yourself through that? And again, I'll, I'll be honest. The reason why I put myself through it was for the fucking money. Cause there was big money needs. Although I'm totally content with being the number one, 
Raw without Rap Guy over the number one Raw with Rap Guy. Like, even if that number is higher, even though I probably would I'd never be the Raw without Rap Guy because of Ray Williams. But again, like, <laughs> that that would all, like, that would be just as cool to me, if not cooler to me, than doing it with raps. Right, when you come and, back, uh, when you come back, are you saying, fuck these raps now? That was that? Yeah, I'll, if I even do come back competitively, I'll never fucking wear raps, yeah. ever. So that means missing out on big dogs and, like, missing out on some of the big meets where the big money is. That's okay with me, you know what I mean? Like, I I know because I know I don't ever want to go through this again. Mm. And I know that raps was definitely a contributing factor. I don't know how big of that factor that was, you know? Like, it's hard to put a percentage on it. But, uh, yeah, I don't – if you know – Coming, for me, coming back, it would be at a lighter body weight, and it would be in sleeves, and it would be uh, a little healthier than I am now, because being 350 plus pounds or you're 6'1", is no way to live. Like, it, it doesn't matter how much of it's muscle and how much of it's fat. Like, your heart doesn't, and your lungs aren't meant to produce for that amount of size, and it's fucking exhausting, and sleep is exhausting. Like, you don't sleep, even with a sleep apnea mask, mm-hmm. or a CPAP mask. Like, it sucks, so... I, since my injury, I was 363 the night that I hurt my knee, that I blew my knee out. And then, uh, well, I was like three, I'm sorry, 359 when I woke up and 363 when we trained. So from then till now, five weeks, I'm all the way down to 325 pounds. Mm. And a lot of that is because I'm not force feeding, which is miserable. People that think they know how to gain, or people that, uh, you know, oh, I can't get bigger. I don't know how. It's because you don't know how to eat. Like, yeah. to be big, you have to eat. You have to force it even when you're not hungry. So I'm not doing that anymore. Obviously, the drugs have subsided, you know, it, completely because I have no reason to be on drugs. I'm not competing. And uh, and then obviously sitting on my ass because I can't move. <laughs> That's going to diminish muscle as well. But again, for the most part, like, I even, even though I'm injured and I'm fucked up still, like, I feel so much better at 325 than I felt at 355, 365 on my best day. Mm. you know what i mean so uh it's it's no uh for me at least it's no it's it's not a good weight to be this big and i i, I don't plan on being this big ever again i really don't i don't it's not fun there's nothing fun about it mm. Fair yeah enough. i think i think uh as as um you know attractive as the money is i don't i don't really compete for money um i compete for records and just to be my best um so it if if um if the U.S. Open went away, I wouldn't be too mad about it, you know, because I don't like raps anyways. But the fact that I, I do it half the time too is because it's it's near my, where I live, <laughs> it's a little convenient, and it's not that you know not big of a deal uh, to compete in it. Uh, but I like I like doing it because the best in the world is doing it. Um, so I think Brandon's just realizing now, you know, that the money is great, but health is obviously way better. And we didn't start competing. To win money, obviously. Yeah, it didn't exist. There was, yeah. like, I remember when there was like $500 for the overall winner at the LA Fitness. So everyone was like, what? What the fuck? We're I'm a professional powerlifter. Look at me, mom. Look at me, ma. You said I'd never fucking turn this into money lifting weights. Yeah, now look at me. I got 500 bucks. Oh, wait. Hold on. It's it's on a W2. I still got to pay taxes on that. All right. So I got 370 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, game change. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I, I think the future, I think more people are going to start steering away from raps because I'm hearing it far too often. Like every other person I have on here who lifts and raps are like, they're fucking me up. I don't like them. They got to go. 
Um, so I think tribute, and who knows? Maybe maybe the U.S. Open has to have this. I get it when you have wraps on, the, the weights are bigger. So when you're thinking big paycheck, big weights moved, this is what we picture the Super Bowl of weightlifting. That's why you had it initially. That's fine. But as years go by, like Andy said, you reevaluate. We started too big. Bring the money down. We'll go lower. You know what? We're getting a lot of complaints with wraps. Maybe we got to go. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Look, at, look how many fallouts you've had. Guys that have gotten injured squatting prepping for that meet. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That number alone could, could be a testament to why the wraps are detrimental. I, I really think yeah. powerlifting is one of the few sports, or if you want to call it sport, uh, events that where the people have a huge say in it. Yeah. So, like, you know, NBA, it doesn't matter what they complain about. It's going to be whatever the, you know, the owners really want out of it. So, but for powerlifting, like, the people have a great say in it. So if, if more and more people get away from Raw and there's less people filling up the rap categories, then, you know, meat, meat directors are going to have to adjust um, So at, at whatever level. So I, th- I hope maybe this whole injury thing, some people dropping out and, um, the participation is going down and, and the money's going down, you know, it'll just force other people to, uh, meet other meat directors to just adjust and, you know, meet the demands of what the lifters want. Amen, fellas. Amen. Listen, we've been doing this for a little over uh, 90 minutes now, and I think it's a pretty, we hit, we hit our, our picks. Is there any other parting shots we should throw out there? Mm, shots. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Any other picks or anyone else you want you think we should look for? Um, anything else you want to add to the U.S. Open preview you think should be shot out there before we, we call her? Well, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say shout-out to my fucking clients, uh, Karina Davis. I think she's going to put up a hell of a show yeah. for the super heavyweight women's. And then my buddy uh, Alex Ramos and the 165, he's going to put up a hell of a show as well. Um, again, I don't think they'll win the Wilkes, but they're going to win their – they're going to do well, very well. How about, how about you, Andy? Oh, what about Pitbull Torres? He's been hitting some big numbers, too. But I think Petkov will have him, but he's also uh, – I forgot about him in there. But, uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I like Kevin. I see him all the time in the gym here. He's a cool guy. I just don't think he's close to Ross. Yeah, Petkov is it's just another beast in there. Um, but, yeah, how about yourself, Andy? You got any any other parting shots you want to throw out there? Uh, no, not really. I just, I just hope everybody, you know, has a great meet. Like I, I, I really have a sour taste from last year with the judging with, I don't know if people remember with the whole judging and the depth and that one ref who just called everything bad. Uh, it, it just takes away from the meat. I mean, maybe it wasn't just him, but a lot of it is just, if, if that's the biggest thing we talk about after the U S open then that's just not a, a right. That's not good. Um, so I just hope everything runs smoothly. Um, you know, not a lot of people get injured and just everybody can enjoy a good meet and it just helps promote positive, not negative after, you know, it's all said and done. Man, that, that fucking deload week cannot come soon enough for some of these lifters, man. I tell you what, <laughs> every time I check my Instagram, I'm like, not anybody else, please. Let the roster stay what it is. And just everyone stop. start You're deloading. Not get stronger. Start stop. deloading right now. I don't two weeks out. I want everybody deloaded. That's it. Stop That's right. fucking around. I just started. Let it be yeah. what it is. Listen, gentlemen, thank you for coming on once again. Um, you guys are all <coughs> awesome to come on. Wanna do this again? I mean, I don't care if we do it like a recap show, tribute, yeah, let's do it. tribute preview as well. If I can we can make it a, a a common thing, man. I think the listeners I I get feedback. 
The listeners are like, this is like our ESPN. We don't get mainstream media. They don't get previews. Some people are like, it's a big meet. Who do I look out for? Who are some names? Right. We give them that. So, um, right. and wrap-ups and stuff. And people who lift, they like hearing, you know, the wrap-ups or if someone picks them, etc. So, stay yeah. in the loop. I'm always game. Right. Let's yeah, absolutely, man. I'm ready for number four. That's it. That's <laughs> it. It's a regular thing now. We got a series. Talk to you soon, gentlemen. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. And there you have it, the U.S. Open 2019 uh, preview show. Uh, like having those fellows on there. They got some personality they bring to it and obviously some insight. Uh, this is really the game. It is, um, I mean, it's definitely a talking point that we've had so many big name dropout, dropouts. But um, I don't want to, I mean, whenever you have, it's just because the amount of people that dropped out and all the names that are omitted. You know, not even just the dropouts, which are huge. Like, Brennan Allen is right in the hunt. You know, I mean, you got all these, a bunch of dropouts, but the guys who didn't come back, period, like a John Hack or Larry Wills, etc., who are, you know, former champions and all-time world record holders. So there's a little bit of prestige missed, but I, you know, I don't want it to be overemphasizing in terms of that because we still got big stars in the hunt, you know, I mean, in terms of the men's, number one man, Yuri Belkin, is coming back. You still got, a, how big of a star is there than Steffi Cohen? You know, you got some, you, what do you like? You like stars? You like the, you know, the, the big battles like Steffi Cohen and Marianne is going to be a battle. The men's got a battle ahead as well. I mean, it's, it's still going to be a hell of a showdown. So make sure you don't miss it. And as always, please share this with your friends. Give us high ratings. Put it in your Instagram stories. I will repost it. And from Six Pack Lapidat and the boys at the broadcast, peace.